Here we go, baby. Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Choked Out Radio Live. I am your host, Jim Rassel. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. The G1 Climax 48. The Survivor is over, and we have a G1 champion. He is a three-time, 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 three-time G1 champion. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Look at that. Look at that. I'm auditioning for ring announcing in New Japan. <laughs> I'm your host, Jim Russell. I'm very excited today. You know what? I I usually don't follow the G1 as religiously. I always follow the, the first few matches, and then, you know, basically the same thing always happens. Life gets in the way, and I always, always catch up with the semifinals and, and, and finals. But, but this year, you know, since a couple, couple things occurred, I was able to, you know, watch – uh, a lot of the matches in the round robin style in both A block, B block, whatever you want to call it. So I was, I was, ma- I managed to watch a couple of matches. A couple of matches stood out to me. Um, I thought originally that we were going to see Bushi against Omega, the Golden Lovers explode at Wrestle Kingdom, but New Japan swerved us. They swerved us really well, and they they went with the established Hiroshi Tanahashi, a man who takes a lot of um, time, a lot of time to prepare himself for each and every match, as Kevin Kelly would say. The man is 41 years of age. A lot of people would say a dream match of some sort would be Tanahashi against John Cena, which I never, I don't, I don't see that happening ever, but he is the ace. I met him, very nice guy. I met him in New Orleans, New Orleans, excuse me. Uh, not much of a conversation. Hey, I'm a big fan of you. Hey, hey, blah, 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 this and that. You know, I was wearing an Omega shirt, so <laughs> what can I say? But very nice guy. Uh, could not happen to a more happier man. And now he holds the contract to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, which I got a green light. Somehow, some way, I got a green light to go to Japan. So I will let you guys know as soon as I book the flight. Because once I book the flight, that's it. There is no turning back in Jim Russell doing choked out radio in Japan. That That is one of my dreams in life. <laughs> so uh, that, you know, so that's just going down. The, the new G1 champion, Tanahashi, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why they probably went this direction. Yes, Ibushi is very risky, a person to put in that spot in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. One of my friends that I was discussing with, as soon as it occurred, somehow Ibushi could be in the match. I don't know. Do I see, do I see New Japan going a triple threat route? to close the show to Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Or, or maybe due to injury, something occurs, and, and then we get to see the Golden Lovers after all. I thought it would have been a great story. 
10 years in the making. You know, they were together, not together. They leave, they come back, and, and one man is established always at the top as the IWGP heavyweight champion. The other man, rising star, doing his tours around the world, even making a stop at the Cruiserweight Classic, and eventually being able to uh, reestablish himself in Japan and have amazing matches, just amazing matches. But, but for whatever reason, we decided to go with that route. So, wow, amazing, amazing tournament. You know, I was talking to my friend, not, not to compare apples and apples, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think the WWE should copy, per se, Ron Robin, the whole thing, but I definitely think that the King of the Ring is a very underutilized tournament. You know? And let me, let me take a step back. Before I get into my King of the Ring uh, comparison, before, before I get into that, I'm supposed to have my guest, Dino Ortiz. But let me just make sure that he calls in. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Let me see. All right. So a couple of matches that stood out to me, and I'm just doing it from memory. I don't have anything written down. Uh, you know what? I, I, Okada. Let me take, let's talk about that semifinal or, or finale in that block. What a matchup. Those guys, I know they've had a long history all the way back to 2012, blah, blah, blah. And then Okada has his fit, his horrible fit in TNA and, and wherever he was at. He came back to Japan and, and, and established himself as the rainmaker and the man and, and successfully defending the belt at least over 10 times. I believe it was a dozen all, all together. Long story short, what an amazing match that was. You know, for a lot of people that complain every Monday and Tuesday night, oh, this is terrible. There is an alternative. Uh, you know, you could watch Lucha Underground. You could watch Ring of Honor. You could watch New Japan. And let me let me tell you, they put on WrestleMania quality matches night in and night out for this one month tournament. And and, it, and that was in the spots that the things that I saw in that match was wow. I, I was just amazed. I, I I can't I can't pinpoint. I can't pinpoint. I can't even pinpoint whether it's false settings from the Rainmaker, whatever it is. I, I just can't. I can't pinpoint one thing. And, wow, that was an amazing match. And what I liked about this is, as you know, Okada's the ex-champion, right? He was in second place, or well, third place, theoretically, after Ibushi with 13 points. You know, he's the former champion. You don't want to drop him all the way down to get six points, per se. But he lost because of a tiebreaker. Didn't theoretically take a pinfall. But at least to still leave him with 13 points and still leave leave a guy at that high spot in that main event, upper mid-card spot. So New Japan, that was a great job of them doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. Just amazing. I don't know where my boy is. All right. Another another gentleman that stood out to me was Jay White. You know, Jay White, 6-3, and three, very heelish antics. I saw him live in Health of Glory. I mean, they didn't impress me too much, but I'll tell you what, you know, New Japan is very high on Jay White, and and he, you know he beat Kenny Omega obviously for the for the United States uh, IWGP United States Championship and had a great match with Juice Robinson and it's another guy, um, but he you know overall he's he's improving and I definitely think he he could be the future or, or one of the pillars of the future of New Japan especially you know Gaijin whatever you want to call him but I think it's really, it's going to be great. To see Jay White, uh, you know, rise to the top more and more and more. Hey, who knew? Like, you, you never know. You never know. Like, who knew that Omega was going to be in this spot? So, you never know. As long as he continues to work hard night in and night out, I think Jay White could do something. As of now, you know, he wasn't, a, wasn't a love at first sight in the, in the beginning, but I think, you know, eventually 
I, I, he'll probably grow on me eventually. But I, I do like the gimmick. Uh, I think it'll be great, and I think we should have high on him. So it's up to him to, to take the brass ring pretty much and, and run with it. So another guy, so Omega is Omega. So he wound up closing the block with six wins and three losses, and, and that was an amazing other semifinal match with, um, with Ibushi. The Golden Lovers exploded. And I really thought that the storyline, the easy, easy storyline to write in the world of professional wrestling would have been if Ibushi would have won, and I think Omega has never pinned Ibushi, can he beat him on the grandest stage of Wrestle Kingdom? That's probably the route I would have went. That probably would have been the easy route, but they went with the established star. Right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if ho- hopefully my boy called in and hopefully we could you know determine why they went with Tanahashi as opposed to Kota Ibushi. So you have Omega is Omega ha- has been phenomenal. I, I would say easily one of the best wrestlers in the world. You could argue per se at least over the last three years. I don't know. A lot of people defer, but that's my opinion. Of course, you had Ibushi Naito who also 6-3 and Zack Sabre Jr. had an amazing matchup against each other. And Naito, I believe, by losing to Sabre Jr., he needed a tie, I believe, between Ibushi and Omega, and obviously that did not end in the tie, which mathematically eliminated him from the G1 tournament being last year's winner, which, which Naito has grown on me. He's actually grown on me more than more than, uh, in the sense that I, I love his gimmick. I love his L.I.J. being the leader of the L.I.J. I love the fact that, you know, here's a man who goes, you know, goes on his tour to Mexico, comes back, and is all of a sudden tranquilo. I, I just love that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I love it so much, I think I'm going to buy the shirt, the tranquilo shirt, <laughs> and the hat. So I'm going to be Nido. <laughs> I would say one day I'm going to dress up as Nido with a, with the blazer coat and with the white, with that his white suit and the black shirt, and I could see myself being the Nido one day on the job. <laughs> so, Nido, I think he's amazing. You know, he, he hit an amazing event, main event against uh, Okada last year at Wrestle Kingdom. I, I probably Nido would have been a great safe bet to main event Wrestle Kingdom in 2019, but that will not be the case. He'll be on the card. He would just not be. In the main event, so that that ends your your twelfth point, guys. A lot of guys surprised me. Were evil. He had a great match with Okada. I, I thought that was great. Suzuki is Suzuki. He he's he's a beast. And Ishii Ishii had one of the most physical matches I've ever seen against Kenny Omega. I know they fought. I believe it was in the finals of the U.S. Championship Tournament. But what an amazing this guy Kenny Omega's lips so bad he had it hanging from his face. That was crazy. That was crazy. So Ishii, very physical guy. I definitely love his physicality. You could have easily went Ishii and Omega to main event Wrestle Kingdom, but that would have been a real physical confrontation right then and there. So I could definitely see Ishii and Omega in the return bout. You know, especially from now to Wrestle Kingdom, you know, you, you can't just not book Omega. It's very sensitive, right? You know, obviously the main event, you, you have to, you have to. You have to protect your guys until Russell Kingdom, right? But at the same time, you don't want to half-ass it. And, and trust me, they're not going to mail it in from now to January. So I'm pretty sure you have – there's a lot of things going on. I was watching the preview. There's a lot of things going on in the fall and in the winter leading up to the biggest event of, two, uh, of the year, which, which is in, in the beginning of the year, which is hardly odd enough as opposed to WrestleMania, which is always in the spring. 
So with that being said, you know, Ishii, he really impressed me. Really, 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 really. The, the pit bull, the stone pit bull really impressed me right then and there. So that's, that's with him. And I, I really see them in a return bout uh, at some point down the line, you know, threatening Kenny Omega to, to not main event Wrestle Kingdom. So that's very interesting right there. So Kenny Omega has, has, a, has had a very interesting uh, Wrestle Kingdom the last couple of years. He's, of course, lost to Okada, and then he defeated uh, Chris Jericho and retained his United States Championship in the co-main event one year later. So, so you have that going on. Let's talk about the other guys that were – they were grouped as, as the majority. So you have one guy, uh, Sonata, which my, my daughter calls him Banana Head because of his spikes, but he also had an amazing match uh, against Lido. I mean, like, these guys – like, if you're looking for quality, right, and, and not really care about storylines, because it's – the only storyline I see, the main storyline here, and, and the only thing that pissed me off about the entire tournament was the, the, the Tongans, the, the Gorillas of Destiny, the whatever they want to call themselves – uh, interfering in many of the matches, which I was like, oh, I mean, it's cool the first time, but when you do that over and over again, I was like, come on, man, really? So I, I believe that was the consensus. I, I don't know if a lot of people love that, but I believe that was the consensus uh, of the run-ins. And is my boy on or what? Let's see. Hold on a second. I don't know. Why didn't he call in? Let's see. All right, so. But that was the only my only drawback. But I I do like Tamatanga. I, I I do like the Grill of the Destiny. Um, I just believe there's way too many run-ins, and I I really wanted to see. I believe his last bout. I don't remember who he fought, but I believe his last bout showcased a little bit of what he could do without interferences. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. That, I mean, he he has the gift of gab, at least in English. You know, the banning him from the building, banning you know, banning him from saying curses. I definitely think we could see Star in that guy, but I just want to really see him, see what he could do without the interferences. But, you know, he didn't really impress me too much in the tournament. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And then you have the, the majority of the individuals had six points. So Hangman Page did, did well. You know, who is Michael Elgin, the big Mike, did well with three and six. You had uh, Makabe uh, at, at three and six. Yoshihashi <laughs> Interesting guy at um at three and six. Goto, I love Goto. He's three and six. Juice Robinson, but uh, I, he really impressed me. I really thought for a guy who Tyler Rex, who who was nothing in, in the NXT, actress release, came to came to Japan, reestablished reestablished himself as Juice Robinson, as the flamboyant Juice Robinson, and is now the man, the myth, and, and he's great. He's great, and he has cut one of the best promos after he won the United States Championship in San Francisco. And I, and I think this guy's a limit for him. I think, really think he could really do well. And this is what I love about pro wrestling, as opposed to when it was just, you know, one organization. You know, if you don't make it in the WWE, it's great. But look at the examples of Drew McIntyre. Look at the examples uh, of Virginia Hall, per se, how they were able to reestablish themselves, whether it's in the independent circuit or for another organization, being able to work on their craft, being able to, to you know, work on, what made him not successful? You know, basically, if you do like a SWOT analysis, turn your weaknesses into strengths and your threats into opportunities. And 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 hey, and and that's an example of Juice Robinson of a man that was able to to take advantage of the situation and go to Japan, reestablish himself, and now he, you know, he's the United States champion. So it's crazy to think about that. And of course, you had Tomatonga, who's three and six. I just spoke about him. 
and Tolu Yano, who had three and six, one of the most interesting matches against Sonata that I watched. Sonata wins via countout, but he puts him in the, uh, I forgot, the paradise lock um, and winds up tying him to the guardrail. It, 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 was, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I, I want someone to put me in the paradise lock, paradise lock next time to see if I can actually get out. What, it, what Basically, for those of you who don't know, that's the hold. I believe that's the name of the hold, the paradise lock, is when they, the guy basically hooks you up so that you kind of like you're stuck and kind of submit yourself or stuck in a position and you don't get out. So that's the paradise lock. So with that being said, that's what's getting me. He's getting me. He always just finds, you know, stupid ways to win per se. But that was an interesting matchup. The Sonata got two points. But, hey, the win's a win. And, of course, the one with the most amount of points is Bad Luck Fail at two and seven. So oh, that was my front door. So, yeah, so that's, that's a recap of, of the tournament. And now we – we turn into the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 12. As of now, we all know there's going to be certain threats here and there, and I don't think they're going to um, they're going to change course per se. But in one corner, you have Hiroshi Tanahashi, the three-time G1 champion, and the guy who who's been in the organization at least on and off for about 10, 15 years. He's probably the John Cena, you could say, the John Cena, one of the John Cenas of New Japan. And in the other corner. You have Kenny Omega, the guy who, who was in the shadow of, of everyone, uh, including AJ Styles, eventually became the leader of the Bullet Club and eventually the elite and eventually rose all the way to the top where he finally fulfilled his destiny and beat Okada. And it's finally the IWGP Heavy Q or Heavyweight Champion. What a matchup. That's a great matchup. It's, it's a great story in itself, right? So the, the story is a couple of different things. You know, can, can Omega beat the, the legend? You know, can the legend, you know, win one more big one, right? And then as you also, I believe New Japan has yearly contracts as opposed to other sports or other, you know, whether it's multi-year contracts. So I believe this contract expires in January. Right? So there's been a rumor in your window that Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes are going to get monstrous contracts, monstrous contracts. Why? Because the WWE made a couple of billion dollars, at least, with their deal with Fox. So, therefore, they have a lot of money to spend as far as TV money. And even if you was to give these guys seven figures each, let's just just say for argument's sake, a million dollars each. Let's just say, right? A million dollars plus your own creative, plus your your profit-sharing uh, revenue share when it comes to merch, the WWE will still have a lot of money in the bank. Pun intended. A lot of money in the bank. So th- that's the story. That's the real story, actually, if anything, as opposed to can the old man, can the old line do it one more time? Can Kenny, Ome- can Kenny Omega beat the legend, the John Cena, one of the John Cena's of New Japan? But the biggest story, the biggest story is can it will Omega return with New Japan? You know, you know. Even let's say if he if he did it, and let's say he gets the big money right from from Vince and and, and the authority, right? For, uh, he's, he he deserved that. He has deserved that belt, right? Because he has been one of the most consistent stars over the past couple of years. You could argue that his matches with Okada were probably one of the greatest of all time. I know you have a lot of wrestling purists who disagree, who, 
who were, who were more hung on the, the days of Flair and uh, Steamboat and, 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 and Magnum TA. And I, and I get that. And trust me, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I probably would feel the same way if someone were to say a couple of years later, um, I don't know, Flip Gordon. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time. I'd probably be like, hell no. You know, you know, be, you know Flip Gordon being, you know, let's say now in, at that point, 35 and me 45, I probably would say the same thing. But, you know, I, I've been watching wrestling for over three decades, right? Mostly world wrestling entertainment, but I have watched WCW at least 10 to 15 years prior to then closing. I have watched some old footage of the NWA. And I've watched a lot of the old star kids, right? I watched some of the AWA rarely, rarely, but mainly the, the two big dogs, right? And I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that program, which on and off was for about, you could say a two year, two years, let's say, or whatever, a year and a half was probably one of the greatest rivalries I've ever seen and, and one of the greatest matches. And, and, you know, sometimes in life you just have chemistry, man, and, and, and those two have amazing chemistry. And, and I don't know. I, I mean, you can't – it's tough to argue to me. I mean, you can't. You can't argue that, man. I don't care about Dave Meltzer and if he gives him ten stars or seven stars, but, but those two have amazing, amazing, amazing chemistry. And, and that's a big story. Can Omega or will Omega be able to – uh, re-sign in New Japan, and if not, I, I, I could clearly see him dropping the belt for the established John Cena of New Japan, or one of the John Cenas being Hiroshi Tanahashi. So that's my, that's what I think. That's what I think it will happen. So, but it, it all comes down to will he re-sign? And as I just mentioned before, the WWE has that big contract with Fox, and I don't know why is my friend not calling in. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's the storyline with that, ladies and gentlemen. So what a tournament it was, what an amazing tournament. So I have about, I don't know how long I've been speaking for. I have no idea. So that's, what's going on with new Japan. So, so now the storyline, as I mentioned before, what's going to happen? I mean, first of all, what's going to, how is this, the, this, Subfeud it kind of reminds me of the Wolf Pack versus Black and White. How is that going to end, right? So now you have Tamatanga, the Gorillas of Destiny, and plus I forgot the other guy's name. They became the never hoping way. Excuse me, <laughs> just burped on live air. Uh, uh, three man, whatever, six man tag, whatever, or, or three man tag team champions, right? You have those guys. You have Ballast Bale, right, going up against the the Elite and um, the, the Bullet Club Elite, whatever. So you, then you also had Cody Rhodes, who, who was not really part of the G1 at all. Um, who was, I think he's uh, nursing some injuries, and, and he, they're getting ready for their big all-in show. So that's happening September 1st, which as of today, I do have tickets to all-in on September 1st, but I don't have my flight. I, I don't know. I, I'm still on the fence whether I'm going to all-in. I probably will make a decision in, in like two to three days. And if I don't put it all in, I'm definitely going to sell my tickets online and be able to be able to hopefully sell it to someone and hopefully make someone's dreams come true. And I probably won't sell it. I'll mark it up, but probably not too much. We'll see. But I will avoid the, the fees of StubHub and StubHub and, and whoever, SeatGeek. So I believe that's why Cody Rhodes was not in the tournament. He has a couple of nagging injuries and just wants to be as healthy as possible against his match against Magnus at All-In. So, very interesting. Kenny Omega, he's advertised for All-In, 
also you have CM Punk who clearly said not nothing no will never do wrestling again, but but he is signing that that weekend, and that's the rumor of the Super Bowl, which I don't think it'll happen. And I, I think he's done. And speaking to him, he's he's now being sued by by Cole Cabana for the legal fees for the attorney, which cost him half a million dollars, which is crazy, right? Think about that. And they want to split that into two. So, all right, so all in, the cardiac magnificent Cody Rhodes with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, the Golden Elite against Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandido. Excellent six-man tag is a co-main event. You have uh, Kashushka Okada against Marty Skrull. That will be a great matchup. Joey Janela against Hangman Page. Joey Janela, speaking of him, has sold out Lost in New York this Friday at the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. Good for him. Good for him. Going head-to-head against House of Glory and going head-to-head against Triple H and Stephanie uh, signing autographs. So, very happy for Joey Janela. His goes one-on-one with Hangman Page. Christopher Daniels against the Arrow Man, Stephen Amell. That'd be cool. And then you have Over the Budget Battle Royal, which I don't remember what that is, but I believe it's a I believe that matchup is, has Jordan Grace and a couple of others involved. And you have the Bristol Brothers against SoCal Uncensored. So does it does it stand out? It's not bad. Can't miss can't miss matchup per se. I, I would think you know, I think once Kay Omega's on the card and once someone else is on the card, I think you'd be okay. But as of now, it's like Yeah, does it I don't know. Honestly, does it does it excite me? I'm I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I just read you the card. Is it worth me traveling two hours? Is it worth me I don't know. Getting an Airbnb or a hotel? Is it worth me going for two days away from my daughter and my family where I could just watch it at home on the fight networks or whatever network that's broadcasting it. I don't know. It's missing something. Definitely missing something. You know, whether it's CM Punk's return, whether it's Omega against a dream matchup of some sort. I don't know. It's missing something. Really missing something. So, I don't know. Convince me, guys. Convince me. Should I all in or not all in? That is the question, as Shakespeare would say. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. My friend is not coming on. I don't know what happened with him, but long story short, I am going to end it here at the 20, 25-minute mark. Uh, it's, it's been great. Recapping the G1 uh, tournament, you know, my opinion uh, of where they should have gone, but I understand why they did that. In addition to that, Uh, we broke down, you know, everyone's amount of points and then, you know, where I thought um, where they could go for the next couple of months up until Wrestle Kingdom. Your main event is set. As of now, as of today, August 12th, you have Hiroshi Tanahashi against Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which is definitely worth a 13-hour flight to Tokyo. And I also got into All In, so... And as of now, convince you guys. Otherwise, it's not worth me flying. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Take care, people. I love you guys. And shout out to Now You Create. Had a great show in Bergenfield this past Friday. August 10th, shout out to everyone involved. I don't know everyone personally, but I do know Orlando, Peter Romanski, E.C. Negro, Freddie Mark, and everyone else involved. Kudos to you guys. Amazing main event between Flip Gordon and Teddy Hart. Follow them at NYC Wrestling. 
on Instagram and Twitter and follow them for the latest news and upcoming events. Putting you guys over, EC. Putting you guys over. All right. It's been a pleasure, guys. Pleasure, 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 super pleasure. Ow. Take care, people. I love you guys. I'll see you guys on the other side. No, I'll see you guys later. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.